0: Hello, friends! This way, please, just ahead, just past these trees, is our home. Our home sweet tree. Home sweet, home sweet, home sweet tree. back to deep in bear country a berenstain bear cast i am your host phil gonzalez and i'm on my way i'm on my way home sweet tree tonight tonight i'm on my way just set me free home sweet tree Gung, 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 I can feel it coming in the tree tonight. Oh, Lord. Fun fact about this. Did you know that Mike Berenstain never adapted this book into a religious book? So there's not a whole lot to talk about. Did you also know that contrary to popular belief, Home Sweet Tree is not based on the time that... Stan and Jan Berenstain were at a Phil Collins concert and they saw a man drowning or something. I don't know what's going on. This is Home Sweet Tree from 1992. It's part of the Cub Club. Look, Ma, I'm reading, and there's not a whole lot to say about it. Here's another fun fact. Did you know that there's like about a thousand Berenstain bear books called Home Sweet Tree? That's true, I checked and double-checked. Home Sweet Tree. It's a rhyming book in a way. It's about the Berenstain Bears showing you around their treehouse, essentially. And what, what could be a wonderful opportunity to see the ins and outs, the workings of how this treehouse totally comes together is squandered on a book that just tries to get in some cheap rhymes. There's not, there's not a whole lot to say. But I, it did raise some questions. First and foremost, why Home Sweet Tree? And that got me digging, it got me looking, it got me thinking about the the expression, not the home sweet tree, but the expression home sweet home. Uh, it's, it's, it's an expression, an idiom, if you will, that gets used, I won't say daily, but it gets used regularly enough that I figured it had to start somewhere right? It had to come from some place. It has a meaning. It has a definite meaning, but what is that meaning? So I did some research, and I found out that home sweet home uh, goes way back. It's an expression that seems to be derived from a song called home sweet home, uh, or home sweet home, that was Based on a, uh, a, a an Italian song from an Italian opera that then was uh, written into an English song by it looks like a John Howard Payne, called Home Sweet Home, uh, and uh, it's a famous song. It's actually considered a standard. Uh, you may be uh, familiar with the expression "Be it ever so humble, there's no place like home." That is the second line from the song. It begins mid pleasures and palaces, though we may roam. Be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. A charm from the sky seems to hallow us there, which seek through the world is ne'er met elsewhere. Home, home, sweet, sweet home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. So it gives us the expression, be it ever so humble, there's no place like home. It gives us the simpler expression, there's no place like home. And it seems to give us the expression, home, sweet home, except that in the entire song, they never actually say home, sweet home. They say home, home, sweet, sweet home but they never say home, sweet home. However, the title of the song is home, sweet home, which which is written home, exclamation point, sweet home, exclamation point, sometimes rendered home, comma, sweet home. But it was written uh, around the 19... I can't get a solid date on this. It looks like around the 19... I mean, not the 19, the 1850s, like 18. It comes from the 1820s, then into the 1850s, Uh, it became a popular standard in the uh, early 1900s, like really early 1900s, but uh, apparently it was uh, banned from being played by the Union Army during the Civil War, so also it has that going for it. Uh, It's a famous song, A Home Sweet Home, but it is very clearly home comma sweet home or home exclamation point sweet home why am i telling you all this i'm telling you all this because this book home sweet tree bothers me to no end because the expression is home sweet home and if you if you delve into the meaning if you pick that phrase apart the idea would seem to be it's it's a person saying reflecting on their home and so they say home and then they think for a second and then they say sweet home it would be like if I was reflecting on the love of my life and I thought to myself oh Alana and then that wasn't enough I have to reflect deeper and so I thought dear wonderful Alana so the expression would be Alana dear wonderful Alana like that's that's the that's the structure of the thought home sweet home. And when you get home from a long day at the office and you walk in your door and you say to yourself, ah, home sweet home. It's not just three words. It's not three words like thing I like, the word sweet thing I like. It's thing I like, pause, an expansion upon the thing I like. Home sweet home. Children, blessed children. Uh, Chocolate, wonderful chocolate. Uh, Food, glorious food, if I may call back to a a song some of you may have heard from a musical called oliver exclamation point uh what i'm what the point i'm trying to get at is there is a structure to this phrase home sweet home home sweet home it's not home sweet home it's not just three words bam 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 but this book this home sweet tree book would have you believe that it is because it corrupts the phrase the phrase is home sweet home it does not make any sense to say home sweet tree no you would have to say tree sweet tree or even tree sweet home but not home sweet tree and i'm going to keep driving this point home sweet home over and over again because of the way they corrupt the phrase in the book into home sweet tree home sweet home sweet home sweet tree it should not be that it should be home sweet tree home sweet tree sweet tree like if you're gonna do that at all, but it doesn't work that way. They keep saying "home sweet home sweet home sweet tree," and boy oh boy, do they say "home sweet home sweet home sweet tree." They just don't get it. So what's this book about? I already told you. It's about visiting the bears' treehouse. So they they the, the cubs are showing you around the treehouse. They show you the outside. They show you the the front stairs. They show you Papa Bear. He's asleep at the uh, at the TV in his in his in his easy not even an easy chair in his uncomfortable chair. Mama comes in baking cookies, and this whole book is written in some of the most foresaid rhymes that I've ever encountered in in a Berenstain Bear book. Look, look. Well, first, you, you you get this look, look, and come here, come here. Those words are repeated so much. Look, look. Over there. You know him. It's Papa Bear snoozing in his easy chair. Again, not an easy chair. This is an uncomfortable chair. Look, look. Look in there. You know her. It's Mama Bear. So already, you're some pretty lazy introductions to the characters. But also, Mama comes in with a plate of piping hot cookies. Our mom's a super cookie maker, a chocolate chip cookie baker. Guess what? A cookie maker and a cookie baker, that's the same thing. You don't, that's not even, you're not even driving the point home. She makes cookies. And guess what? She also bakes cookies. That's how you make cookies. Like, you can't, you can't make cookies any other way. You bake them. And so she brings them in, apparently fresh out of the oven, and just hands them around. You can't pick cookies off of a cookie tray as soon as they come out of an oven and eat them. They just flop right into your hand, and they'll burn a child. That'll burn a child. They wake Papa up, though. He's all, yum, yum. Let's have some. Join us, friends. Come, and we will all eat cookies in our home sweet tree. You know what? That's And you can't break up a line like that. You can't. But anyway, come, come. Come with me. There's more to see in our home sweet tree. They just keep saying it. They take you down to the basement. They take you down to the basement, and we get our only real moment in this story. Uh, this is the place that they store what they don't need anymore. They store their junk in there. We've dealt with this, by the way, in our, uh, in our mini storybooks, our little McDonald's Happy Meal books. We saw that the bears keep everything, except you know what? I think in that book, they kept things in the attic, so... Maybe they were moving them down to the basement. I don't know, but they move everything down to the basement, and here's all that baby stuff again. Cradle, cradle, crib, baby's bib, bottles, blocks, toy, telephone. Oh, wait. This is the only example of a somewhat complex rhyme. Let's take a look at the whole page. Toys and things that we've outgrown. Cradle, crib, baby's bib, bottles, blocks, toy, telephone. So you got an internal rhyme there with cradle, crib, baby's bib, and then telephone rhyming with outgrown. But you have their crib. Cradle, I guess I just listed everything. It is listed. Everything's in this picture: toy telephone, bottles, and there's blocks. The blocks are set up in a pyramid. Uh, the bottom three say O T I. The top middle say L E, and the top one says D. So reading up the left side, it says old. Reading beginning in the T on the bottom and around the remaining letters, it says tie. T I E. Old tie is kind of I guess old. If you read around the edges, it says old date, old day, old day to, if you read from starting from tie, tide low, low tide, we don't know, um, tide low, but I'm trying to figure out if these blocks are saying something, it's a little Easter egg fun, but it's not, it's not. But the point I'm trying to make is we've been around this playground, this party, this pony ride before and we determine that there's hinting at the fact that there might be a baby on the way at some point why keep these things that we store things we don't need anymore well mama says you don't know when you just might need these things again there's your clue children at home home sweet tree baby on the way so they go back up the stairs uh, all the way to the top of the tree the home sweet home sweet home sweet tree you see the brother and sister's bedroom and it's, you know, there's, there's sister stuff, there's brother's stuff. looks nothing like their bedroom from before. Uh, the bedroom from before, the bedroom we've always seen has a bunk bed. And this is two twin beds next to each other, which is strange. Sister's got some junk. She's got a teddy bear and a yo-yo, a ball and a jump rope, crayons, a piggy bank, stuffed, stuffed animals, rockin' clown, little toy piano, roller skates, sewing machine, all the things a uh, homemaker might need. Brother's got... A microscope and weights, a truck and a plane, and just many sporting goods. So we are we're we're you know, they're saying this is girl stuff and this is boy stuff, is what we're we're led to believe. This stuff is does not mix, including science. So there you go. That's not cool. Bears. Also, sisters closet is neat. Brothers' closet is not. And guess what? I'm gonna point out the fact that the clubs only have one closet in their room. We read an entire book about it. It was called The bernstein Bears in the Messy Room. Throwing back in our face the fact that these books are not part of continuity. Look at this. Two closets? They never had two closets in their room. Sister has a series of jackets, robes, and shirts we've never seen. in Ever. She's got three hats she never wears. Brother's closet full of jackets and coats and hats he never wears, including a 10-gallon hat and a baseball cap. Never see those again. And a robot. Don't know why they're showing us a robot if there's going to be no payoff. Chekhov's robot just sitting in the closet. Never see that boy again. Uh, You've seen our home inside and out Home is what we're all about Goodbye friends Please come again But will you also tell us when When we can see your home sweet tree Home sweet home sweet home sweet tree They love saying home sweet home sweet home sweet tree It's not an expression It's a place filler Now Like I said at the beginning of the episode This book was never adapted Into a religious book It was never given the Zondervan Kids treatment It was never turned into a living lights book And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that really surprises me, and why? It surprises me because this book is ripe for adopting into a religious book. Like, it is, it's perfect. Like, there's nothing here. You There's nothing, there's nothing to this book. You can easily add special, special things. You can easily add anything about God in here. The Bible does talk about, about, homes, more or less. Uh, Isaiah thirty-two eighteen. then my people will live in a peaceful habitation and in secure dwellings and in undisturbed resting places. Hello, you can start the book with that. Uh, you can go to uh, uh, 2 Kings thirteen five. the Lord gave Israel a deliverer so that they escaped from under the hand of the Ar- Aramaeans. No, that's just about living in a tent. Uh, Psalm uh, 127, 1 and 2, unless the Lord builds the house, They labor in vain who build it, unless the Lord... No, that's not really a good one either. Um, Proverbs 3.33. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked. No, wait, that's that's a bad one too. Um, uh, John 14.2. In my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would... No, that's not a good one. Um... Genesis 18.33, as soon as he had finished speaking to Abraham, the Lord departed. No, that's not a good one. Uh, 1 Kings 22.17, so he said, I saw Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep who have no shepherd, and the Lord said, no. Numbers 32.18, we will not return to our homes until every one of the sons of Israel. No, it's not a good one. Uh, 1 Timothy 3, four. he must be the one who manages his own household, keeping his children under control. No, that's, that's not a good one. Uh, Proverbs 12.7, the wicked, no. Proverbs 14.11, the house of the wicked, no. Uh, Proverbs 15.6, great wealth is in the house of the righteous, but trouble is in... No. Proverbs, wisdom, wickedness, uh, wickedness, wickedness, driven out, uh, wicked, wicked. Why did you steal my gods, Midianites, uh... So there's not a whole lot of really good quotes about the home in the Bible. They're mostly about bad people living in homes or living in tents. And nothing about being a bear in a tree. So I guess I can see why you'd really have to cherry pick stuff about the home. You know why? Because like 5,000 years ago when the original books in the Bible were being written, the idea of a home was a very different thing. Not so much about domestic life. Kind of about roaming roaming the desert with your many wives um and a lot of stuff about rods and patriarchy I don't know so yeah good on you mike for skipping this one wasn't really going to work out in the end not a whole lot of nice things to say about homes different ideas of what a family is back in the old olden days um and not a whole lot of stuff about homes in the uh in the Gospels, either. I mean, you know, Gospels are kind of about a guy who left home and didn't come back. So, you know, the Bible kind of starts off with people getting kicked out of their home, too. A couple of, couple of people you may have heard of called Adam and Eve, uh, they didn't do a whole good job raising their kids, either. So, we're going to give that a miss. Uh, give it a miss. Anything in Mark? Yeah. Anything in Matthew? Mm, houses not being worthy. Uh, yeah, demons. Uh, getting into a boat. No, these people left their homes. Luke. Yeah, I'm not finding anything good about homes in the Bible. Not a whole lot of good stuff about homes. If you know of a good thing about homes from the Bible that if we're going to rewrite this book for, for, for Mike Berenstain, we can use, uh, let me know. Uh, Job. No, probably nothing in Job. I'm going to say, uh, you probably have just as good a time finding something in a Revelation as you would in any of any of these books. Parental love? No, that's all about humiliating and the rod and uh, foolish sons. No, we're gonna give it a miss. Uh, nothing there. Uh, home sweet tree. Even my six-year-old doesn't really like this book. Yeah, not a whole lot going on. There is a home sweet tree lift the flat book that's far far cooler. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that today. That one wasn't written until much later. So, uh, Home Sweet Tree, 1992. Not Not a good opportunity for much of anything in this one. A little bland. Some bad rhymes. Not really grand. No good times. See, I wrote a poem right there. I'm just sitting here in my chair. Writing poems about a bear family. Triple rhyme. Look at me go. I could write a whole book about this show deep and bare country. Just another podcast. Something, something, something. Don't know how long it will last. At this rate, this is terrible. All right. So my name is Phil Gonzalez. The real thing I wanted to tell you about is March 19th. I am going to be having a live show, 10 o'clock in the morning at Moon Palace Books. I've got guests. I've got comedian Brandy Brown coming on my show. You may remember her from The Neighborly Skunk. I have got local actor Susie Jewell coming on my show. She's a professional party princess. You may remember her from Too Much Birthday. And I've got Emily Hipps, who works for the International Institute of Minnesota. She has spent so much of her career working with refugee families. They are kind of the ultimate new neighbors. And she's gonna be on the show talking about new neighbors, how we can make people who come into our neighborhoods feel welcome, not like the bears do when they encounter the Panda family who I just discovered do have names. I always thought the Panda family weren't names. I've read the book like a million times, instantly forgot. They were called the Panda family and that they had names probably because we never see them again up. We'll talk about that on March 19th, March 19th, 10 AM at moon palace books. I've got guests. We've got a show. We're going to have some yucks and talk about some serious things. So join me if you can, hopefully I'll get it recorded and you guys can hear it later, but if not, you missed out. If so. Hope you enjoy the quality of my recording. I don't know. Meanwhile, I will be back in the ensuing weeks with more of these Cub Club books. There's so many. There's like a million Cub Club books, but we're going to knock them over one after another. I like the religious ones. I like the ones with the God in them. That gives me something to talk about. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of really lame rhymes. No offense, Stan and Jan. I understand that these books were written in a very, very busy time. When you guys are just trying to pump out and keep up and supply books to the people so uh this is not i'm not throwing shade this is this is totally legit book writing these just aren't the best but you know whatever i i've never written a book i was in a book once but i've never just sat down and written a whole book um so the very state bears home sweet tree i I guess if you can find it for cheap and you're looking to fill out your collection but otherwise not a whole lot going on with this one Uh, You can find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, find me wherever you find podcasts. Uh, Go to iTunes. If you're listening to this, go to iTunes and subscribe on there. Even if you don't listen through iTunes, it really helps raise my profile when you do that. So uh, you can just click on subscribe and uh, leave a review. Say if you like the show. Maybe you don't like the show. Please don't go to iTunes and say that. That would be terrible. And otherwise, my name is Phil Gonzalez. I am riding on a cloud, and I will see all of you next week deep in a bear country.